Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Resiliency and Running podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. Today's episode is going to be one all about Dry January, coming out right at the beginning of Dry January. And so if you are starting your Dry January journey, or if you have been contemplating it, then this episode is for you. So just sit back and relax, and we will just jump right into the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am recording from my boyfriend's house and using his mic, so I hope this mic is okay. But I really wanted to record this episode, and this idea came to me because obviously we're just going into the New Year's, and I'm sure that loads of people are making New Year's resolutions. And if you're looking for an episode around making realistic resolutions, I did a really fun episode last year or last January with another podcast podcast. And so if you want to check that out, I will leave it in the show notes. But I think that dry January is a really great way to kick off your new year. And it's a it's something that I am particularly passionate about because for a while, alcohol was definitely something that I would say ruled my life and that I thought was like the end all be all and was like the way that I could cope with things. And so I feel like I've come a long way in my journey with alcohol and my relationship with alcohol. And so I love doing episodes like these. But before we get into that, I want to just quickly talk about highs and lows. And so a high is definitely just coming out of the holiday festive period. And obviously this time of year is really awesome and really jolly. And I know that it it can't be jolly for everyone. Some people find this year particularly hard and this time of year quite hard. And I totally get that. I think it's been really hard. And I think my low is probably just missing family and being away from family. And I think that it's just made it really... A goal of mine to go and see them again in 2022, which I will definitely do. But yeah, I think that just kind of looking at the holidays, it's been a really great holiday season and a really great one down on the South Coast and just being able to sort of get away from the hustle and bustle of London and really being able to relax. And so definitely the high and yeah, like I said, low is definitely just kind of missing family and not really having like typical Christmas with them and my usual Christmas. As I mentioned in previous episodes, this was my first Christmas without them. And I think that it's been an interesting experience because I've learned about a lot of new UK traditions and it's been really, really fun. But I think at the same time, while I can you know, really love the experiences that I've had. Obviously, you're always going to miss family. And so I'm excited to sort of start building towards those plans for the new year and to be able to see them again. But now kind of just jumping into the episode, I wanted to obviously start with research around this. And I also just want to be conscientious of the fact that there are people 
that I know that are in this world that are sober and they're, you know, sort of on that journey of wanting to be sober and becoming sober. And so I know that for some people, it can be hard to sort of be surrounded by people that go for dry January and just do it for the one month and then kind of dive back into drinking. And I know that for some people, they're, you know, they might be struggling on their journey of becoming sober. And so I just want to be conscientious of that and kind of just make sure that, you know, people are aware that like that is definitely a fact and a factor. But if that's something that you're interested in, then this episode could definitely be for you. Kind of a background for me, I guess, is that I in 2020 went six months without drinking just because I really wanted to cut it out. And I really just wanted to sort of put an end to drinking in general for me. And I've done a whole episode on my drinking and that like that whole story of college binge drinking and what that looked like for me. And so I'll have that linked in the show notes as well if you haven't listened to that yet. But I drank quite heavily in college. And then with the onset of the pandemic, after my master's program, I was finding myself drinking more and more and finding more excuses with like FaceTime happy hours and that sort of thing. And I think that there was just something in the back of my mind that kind of just said, I want to stop and I want to be better and I want to come out of this pandemic improving myself and I don't want to continue to go downhill. Like I, cause I, I think, I think that people are really good and I was really good at the time of like sort of putting on this persona of having it together and having it all together and being happy and yada, yada, yada. But that time of year in 2020 was actually really tough for me. And I found myself going down to the kitchen to make a drink just to sort of take the pain away and help me forget for a bit that I actually didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And I didn't know what my next job was going to be and all these things and uncertainties that make me anxious, that make lots of people anxious, that people do kind of depend on alcohol to take the pain away from. And so I really wanted to challenge myself in 2020 to sort of remove alcohol and just see what happens. And I can't tell you how incredible that the rest of that year was and how much I achieved and how much I overcame. And I think the biggest thing for me is just mental clarity. And I'll go into sort of the research that I've looked into and found and the benefits as well. But there are lots of benefits to cutting alcohol out, even if it's just for a month, obviously a lot better longer term. But for me, I'm personally now just kind of drinking in moderation. And when I say moderation, it's like I could probably count on one hand the amount of drinks that I've had in the last six months. And I just am not a big drinker anymore. And you know, when I'm marathon training, I don't tend to drink. And yeah, so I kind of just wanted to share a little bit of a backstory before I jump into the research, but I found my research from bmihealthcare.co.uk, and I'll leave that link in the show notes as well, but it basically starts by saying that each year, thousands of people across the UK have abstained from alcohol for the month of January, and people obviously have varying reasons for doing so, main ones being to challenge themselves and to raise awareness of alcohol dependence. So if you're considering participating in dry January, but not quite sure if it's the right decision, then maybe, you know, listening to the health benefits and whatnot might help. But yeah. So a few benefits is first and foremost, better sleep. And I can definitely attest to this. So while we may associate a boozy drink with quickly sending us to sleep, drinking alcohol before bed actually damages the quality of your sleep. So by slipping straight into a deep sleep, you miss out on the vital stages of dozing. And this can result in lighter, less restorative sleep later in the night. 
According to Alcohol Concern UK, 71% of people had better sleep by cutting out alcohol for a month, while 67% said they had more energy. So getting better sleep has lots of health benefits from improving your memory to reducing your risk of heart disease. And while you may not feel those benefits straight away, it's likely you'll start to feel more awake and alert during the day. So the next benefit is obviously going to be more energy. So with more sleep comes with more energy. And without the morning after booze headache and the hangovers, you'll likely feel feel much better in yourself. And lots of people find that with this newfound energy, they get more done and even use the opportunity to take up more exercise. And so this is particularly a big one. And I think one of the main reasons why I just do not drink very much anymore is just the ability to wake up without a hangover less is has been incredible for me. And the few times that I have drank and I when I wake up the next day with a headache, I just always like ask myself like why I'm why do I still drink because I actually hate the headache and I hate the hangover and I hate that feeling of feeling lethargic from you know a really crap night of sleep the night before and kind of feeling like you've lost most of your day the next day and the ability to kind of go into social situations and obviously this takes time to build up and the confidence to build up and whatnot but I think one of the biggest things for me is being able to build up the confidence to be able to go into situations of you know, whether it's a work social or a social with your friends and being able to order an alcohol-free drink and knowing that you're going to go to bed that night and have a really good night's sleep and wake up the next day without a hangover was one of the best things for me. And I think one of my favorite things. So another benefit to dry January and cutting alcohol out is weight loss. So obviously booze is famously high in calories. A glass of wine contains 160 calories while beer has approximately 208 and the number of dry January participants reporting weight loss is 58%. So reaching and maintaining a healthy weight is one of the most important things you can do to look after your health. Obviously on the podcast I've shared before about my history with anorexia and that sort of thing. So if numbers and that sort of thing trigger you, then I apologize in advance, but I totally get that. But I think when you look at it from kind of the broader and more grand scheme of things, alcohol is just like a poison that you're pouring directly into your body. And when you're thinking of just your overall health and well-being and like the well-being of your liver and different functions of your body, cutting out alcohol is so good for you. And I'll just say that when I cut out alcohol in 2020 for six months, I lost this, like I used to have what I thought was like a beer gut, even though I've always hated beer. I've never liked it. But I always have been an active person, but I could not manage to get rid of that gut. And it was just always there. And I, I still have photos too. And I it's just so crazy to look back on because the minute that I cut alcohol out, I lost it. And I felt so much lighter and I felt so much better. And I think that it's really contributed to my love for like distance running because I always just have such a clear head when I wake up because I'm not drinking and I'm, you know, I don't have as much weight that I've gained from drinking that I can kind of feel like I'm running lighter and faster. And so I definitely think that, you know, going to dry January, wanting the health benefits, not weight loss, because I think going into it, wanting the desired weight loss, isn't like the healthiest mindset to go into. If you kind of get what I'm saying, because obviously with January comes all of these crazy New Year's resolutions where people want to lose a crazy amount of weight and, you know, go on these fad diets and eat the smallest amount of foods. But I think that what I sort of like to sort of 
tell people and preach to people is that it's really more about your well-being. And I love to kind of look at it more from like a wellness perspective of how how are you going to change your diet? If you if your goal is weight loss, how are you going to change your diet so that you're more so eating more whole foods and not cutting and restricting because that never works. And I'm, a, I can tell you that straight off the bat from someone that, you know, suffered from anorexia and took two years to recover. I gained all the weight back, if not more, and it's just not worth it in the end. Moving on to the next benefit, because that was a bit of a tangent, is a sense of achievement. So obviously just achieving something that you found difficult can help you boost your confidence and give you a feeling of success. So going that month without alcohol can really make you feel good if it's your first time. And so whether you do it again next year or you try something new or you keep going into February, it can definitely be a great benefit for your mental well-being. The next benefit is a change in attitude. So arguably the most important health benefit is a general change in attitude towards alcohol. So simply not having it for a month can make people reconsider their relationship with a drink. One study of 857 participants found that 64% drink less alcohol even six months after dry January. So when you think about it, I think that something for me that I noticed pretty quickly is that when it comes to social situations, I think that I always had this perceived notion that I had to have a drink in my hand and I had to drink to be a good time and that sort of thing. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that that is all such a lie and that you can easily replace you know, a drink with a glass of water or tonic and lime is my favorite go-to and just like simple things that, you know, it's still, you still have a drink in your hand, but it really is more so I think about having something to hold in your hand in those social situations rather than the drinking of alcohol. But I can also attest to the fact that I used to be one of those people who definitely drank because I thought that it made me more of a fun personality and more easy, easily sociable. And I, I think that over time, you kind of just learn to respect yourself as well when you cut alcohol out because you learn to sort of love yourself a bit more and say, no, I'm not going to, you know, constantly drink and put poison into my body to make myself into something that I'm not. And rather, I'm going to just be myself. I'm going to have an alcohol-free drink at this social party. And eventually over time, you just start to rebuild a circle of friends because a contributing factor for me at the time when I cut out alcohol was that I had for about a year was I was surrounded by a really toxic group of friends and they loved to drink all the time. And I was trying so hard to fit in that I would just drink and drink and drink. And I just thought that, you know, I was, I was known as the fun person if I could just drink loads and, you know, just keep the shots going. But at the end of the day, no one really remembers you for that. And no one wants to remember you for that. Like ask yourself if that's actually how you want to be known. And you know, think about your different attributes and the things about yourself that you actually like. Like if you play a sport or if you're really into reading and just these other things that don't relate to alcohol, but actually are more so about you and the person that you are when you're not drinking. Some other health benefits include that drinking less alcohol can have great benefits for your health from a stronger immune system to reduce stress and a healthy functioning liver. And as mentioned, you may well lose weight. Alcohol also affects your blood pressure, so you may see an improvement there too. And it's easy to ignore the negative effects that alcohol can have on your body when you are drinking, but they can be very serious and many of us drink more than we are aware. And so those are kind of the benefits that I wanted to share with you. And again, I'll have that link as to where I found them. 
and research them. But kind of just ending on some of my personal tips and things that I have found to really help me in my journey. First of all, definitely experiment with mocktails. I think that when I first heard the word mocktail, I thought it was so cheesy. But when you actually Google mocktails, the world of non-alcoholic drinks has just boomed, I think, since the pandemic. Because while there was a boost in people buying alcohol during the pandemic. I think there were also a group of people like me that realized how much they were drinking because you were spending so much time at home and so much time on your own that you kind of become more self-aware of your habits and the things that you're doing day to day. And I love things. I'm trying to think of different brands and I'll try and link some of them in the show notes. But my last New Year's, I had bought a really nice bottle of alcohol-free gin with some tonic and limes and I had such a lovely New Year's. I I would also recommend if you are based in the States that there is a girl called Tori and she owns Retired Party Girl and she's on Instagram. I think she has a podcast now and she was one of the first people that I got connected to from a friend of a friend when I was sort of started, I started to kind of, you know, I was sober curious, if you will. And she basically leads a sober and sober curious community online. And it's of women and it's such a lovely community. And it's such a great way to kind of learn about, you know, different recipes and different, you know, you can meet different people and it's a great community to be a part of. But mocktails are definitely something that can be really fun. And if you're really into like making drinks and making fun cocktails, this is definitely a fun way to kind of, you know, still have that fun of like creating something, but you can like create a mocktail instead of a cocktail. My next tip is to replace times and occasions that you typically drink with a treat. So for me, whenever I kind of felt like I wanted to drink in those six months, I would replace it with things like if I was at home, I would have a piece of dark chocolate. I would cook my favorite meal or bake something that I love. You can take yourself out to dinner. You can order your favorite takeout. Just like do something that actually honors you and, you know, being able to kind of release and let go of that thought of wanting a drink and kind of focusing on something else and, you know, go for a walk, get your body moving. I think it's one of the best ways because of that increase in energy, better sleep and that sort of thing. But yeah. And like I said, when you're kind of out at, you know, bars and restaurants, almost every place will do a virgin cocktail or mocktail of some sort. So like I said, for me, I love getting a soda water or tonic water with lime. You can get basically any cocktail without the alcohol. And I will tell you that it's not going to taste like the, the original cocktail, obviously, but it's still going to give you that feeling of having the drink in your hand if that's what you're looking for. So yeah, virgin drinks are done by most restaurants and bars, so you would still have a drink in your hand no matter what. But yeah, I've kind of just run through my notes and I this was an episode that I kind of just wanted to put out because I know that alcohol, it can be this really weird topic that you talk about, especially when you're talking about it in a negative way, because most people want to talk about it in a positive way of, you know, let's go party and let's go drink. But I think that people, you know, like you and me were pressured at a younger age in college, wherever you were into the binge drinking culture. And I used to drink. I don't even want to tell you how much I used to drink. But like I said, if you want to go and check out that episode of my personal story, it's just crazy how much you can get peer pressured into drinking and how that bad habit builds over time. And so if you're looking for one positive New Year's resolution for 2022, I would highly recommend just trying out dry January and seeing where it takes you and just, you know, 
I know that you won't see too many benefits in a month, but definitely just go for it and just see how you feel after. I think within the first few weeks, you'll start to notice benefits and differences in mood and differences in sleep and that sort of thing. So I definitely challenge you to try it out, even if it's just for a week and just see how you get on. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it and a happy, happy new year. I just realized that when this episode comes out, it'll be New Year's. So happy 2022. I will leave all those links, like I mentioned, in the show notes, but the very first link will be to my fundraiser for Alzheimer's Society. And I would love if you check that out because I'm running with them in the Paris and Berlin Marathon 2022. But I will have all of the social media links for the podcast as well in the show notes, but I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye.